If you are listening to this episode, when it drops, you may be right in the middle of the busiest time of your year. I know that that is true for me and it is true for most of the photographers that I know. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking that maybe what you need to hear today isn't something that you should add to your to-do list or feel bad that you don't have time to attend to, right? (laughs) Maybe what you need is a little bit more of a pep talk. And so I invited my friend Cami Vanis to chat with me about just that. She is a photographer in Littleton, Colorado, and she has been in the business for 12 years, over which time she has had several different kinds of setups for her business. She has tried a lot of different things, and she has some really wonderful wisdom and experience to share that I thought would be a bit of a mini vacation for you (laughs) as you navigate these last few weeks of the year. And I know you are going to absolutely love what she has to share. Toward the end of our conversation, we do talk a bit about simple sales. And if you happen to not be busy this season, if this is not your um, busy season or if you're not quite in business yet, I want to invite you to take this opportunity to go over to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash simple and sign up for the masterclass that we'll talk all about what simple sales is. If you are gearing up for setting your business up or restructuring your business in the January, February season, this is a great time to look into that system and decide whether it might work for you. And with that, I will cue the music. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Cammie, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. I'm so excited to get to chat with you semi-face-to-face here. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's my pleasure. I um, I love the topic that we are going to be talking about today, and I feel like this timing is perfect. We are smack in the middle of busy season. This is a time when a lot of photographers who um, you know may have been in business for a while or if they're kind of new to the busy season, uh, they can, it, this can be a really hard time of year. You have your um, business is just like rocking and rolling, whether you're ready for it or not. The, um, the Your clients have oftentimes a lot of demands around this time of year or needs. I shouldn't say demands, even the, the well-meaning ones yeah. um, are a little needier than usual. And then of course, we all have our personal lives that we're trying to attend to, which can usually be busier around this time of year. So I feel like this is going to be a really helpful conversation for people, no matter what stage they're at, just as a reminder. And sometimes when you finally do make that time for yourself to like get out for a walk and you pop your headphones in and listen to a podcast, (laughs) you need someone to affirm for you that like you're not alone and remind you sort of what the, what the why is here. So I'm excited to have you, but why don't we start by having you just introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your history as a photographer and, um, and what you do. Yeah, so I own Lucky Friday Studios, 
Um, I am here in Littleton, Colorado, and I am just over 12 years in business. So I feel like I've been around the block a few times and I try to specialize in newborns and I guess I would kind of call it motherhood, Mm -hmm. um, families with, with little littles. Mm -hmm. And I just really have always loved that emotive connection and the sweetness that you get from photographing really young families and and babies that like to snuggle with their moms and dads. And um, I love it. It's been great. It's been a journey. Um, That being said, I have dabbled in every genre to figure out that I really wanted to focus and specialize. So I've done commercial photography. Um, I've done every age of family, high school seniors. Um, I even attempted a few weddings way back in the day. (laughs) Um, That was not for me. So (laughs) it's, it's a beautiful feeling when you realize what you love to do and you really kind of niche down and get it to where you want it to be. Um, and I'm happy to say that I finally feel like I'm there. <laughs> yeah, which is great. And honestly, that's sort of part of the same journey of um, allowing yourself to not try and be everyone to or everything to everyone and yeah. do everything for everyone. It it takes some time. I. I don't know. I mean, I think that a lot of uh, photographers start to say this thing about like, you need to niche down right from the get go. And I think that that would be hard. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Until you've kind of tried on the different things. It's, you know, you can have an idea of where you want to go, but it often it's, I mean, it's like life, right? I, if you had told me when I was 22, that I was going to grow up and be a professional photographer, I would have been like, (laughs) I think you have the wrong person. Oh, funny. Well, that is great. And I feel like 12 years is a a really respectable length of career in this industry because it does take a fair amount of tenacity and you see burnout all over the place. Um, Yeah. So yeah. So let's start, let's start with burnout. Let's talk about how, um, how someone who is a veteran of the industry, who's been doing this for 12 years and through different seasons of your own life, you know, how you have kind of avoided burnout to the extent that you shuttered your business and went back to some other job. Yeah. I mean, the burnout is real. Um, and I think it, it becomes very easy to, especially with social media these days and how easy it is as a photographer um, to be in touch with other photographers and to be following other photographers and seeing their work. And you start to feel this pressure Mm -hmm. of, I got to keep up. I have to be doing what they're doing. I need to be as busy as they are. Um, And when you're starting out, I think many photographers fall into the trap of not properly setting their business up, Mm -hmm. not calculating their cost of doing business, basing their prices off of what they see floating across their Facebook feed and trying to be competitive with the photographer next door rather than really truly setting their business up for themselves. And then they, they get a ton of response because they are not priced high enough to be necessarily profitable. Mm -hmm. And then they're just shooting session after session and you're drowning before you know it. Yeah. And then you get caught in a trap. I think a lot of creatives are people pleasers and (laughs) you want to make everyone happy. You want everybody to like you. You want everyone to love your work and you don't want to say no. You don't want to turn away business. Mm -hmm. So you keep photographing sessions 
for less than you should. And if you haven't built that foundation of your business from the get-go so that you know that you're profitable and you can turn away what you need to turn away, yeah, you're going to burn out quick. And I've been there. I mean, it, it was a hard journey to go through not being priced well um, and but really loving my clients. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was terrified to raise prices because inevitably you're going to lose some clients, right? Right. Um, and some will stay and some will leave, um, but you just, you, you have to do it. You can't let yourself burn out to the extent that you want to walk away from your business. Because if you set yourself up right from the get-go um, financially, then you're in a great position where that doesn't have to be the reason that you walk away. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, obviously being that I teach pricing and talk about pricing a lot, uh, you know, I stand by the fact that not every photographer needs to charge a lot of money. I mean, define that as you will, but like there are plenty of photographers out there who are profitable at $500 and plenty of photographers who are profitable at $5,000. But the difference is that if you are at that $500 level or some people charging even less, you don't get that business model. If you're going to be profitable, there does not allow for you to have these like big touchy feely relationships with your clients. That is more of a, like, we're running a high volume business where I have a lot of people coming through. So I'm able to provide that lower cost service. But it it doesn't involve this very sort of high touch experience. And that yeah. I think is where people get into it's that misalignment yes. um, where people burn out because you can, I mean, the nice thing about doing a high volume business is that you're doing what most of us want to do all the time, most of the time, which is actually photographing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you do have to do that at volume. So it is, it's a different, it's a different business model. Exactly. They both work as long as you know, which one you're doing. Yes. Um, And you have to remain true to that, which requires barriers that a lot of people don't, or boundaries, I guess is what I mean. Yeah. That a lot of people don't want to put into their businesses. How would you describe your business model? What is, how does your sort of process work? Um, I am definitely low volume um, and higher touch. Mm -hmm. Um, I like building relationships with people. I've been really blessed to have had clients that just tend to come back to me year after year. Um, and I get to watch their babies grow up, which is huge. It's such an honor yeah. to photograph them, you know, when they're pregnant and then to see them have the babies and then for them to come back. Um, I really try to get my clients to go through the first year. Um, I love nothing more than the ones who sign up. I call it my collective, my first year collective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it when the clients get the maternity and the newborn. And then I try to do like a sitting up six month and then a first birthday session. Um, so that you can see that, I mean, it's amazing when you look back at the, the range and the changes in those kids, and then those families come back when they have another baby. That's huge to me. It's the biggest honor ever. So, um, I like to spend more time with my clients. My, happy place is to stick around one or two sessions a week. Mm -hmm. So I'm not cranking them out. Yep. Want to crank them out anymore. (laughs) 12 years in, um, I am, I am ready to have it be a little bit quieter and be able to put a lot more into each one of my clients. 
And, um, I, I like doing it that way. Yeah. Nice change from when I had, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 sessions in a fall month here in Colorado when everybody wants gorgeous leaves changing color. Right. And like we were saying before, you know, and then you come up against the holidays and everybody is clamoring for your time. And you're like, I would like to sit down with a cup of cocoa by the fire. Yes. Read a book. Absolutely. (laughs) But I can't. Yeah. Well, talk to me a little bit about your, what you see from this position of experience, what you see photographers doing to themselves. And maybe some of the mistakes that you've made along the way where you weren't setting your business up properly to support the, the sort of sustainability piece. I would say taking on too much. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of photographers who year after year, they're drowning. They know it's coming. You know, you hear the buzz in all of our groups. Everyone's talking, you know, fall is on the way. This tends to be the really busy time. Um, I think for families and also for the wedding photographers out there, um, it's a beautiful time of the year and people not being able to say no, you just keep taking on more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like we've talked about earlier, um, you have to make your business work for you. Like we set our businesses up so that we can have all of the amazing benefits of being self-employed, but then we fall into these traps of not being able to say no and taking on more work than is possibly realistic because, you know, you want the money. So you do it and then you suffer for it. And And that's Yeah. And the art suffers for it many times as well. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're working too fast, I've been there. Um, I don't offer many sessions very often. Um, if I do, it's maybe once a year. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have made the mistake, especially with the mini sessions. You're so tired. You get home from a session and you download your images and you're like, what did I just do? Like, I don't even want to deliver it. I just phoned it in on this. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I, I'm super fortunate. I have not had clients come to me and be like, well, this was terrible. Like my clients are, oh, it's beautiful. But in my head and in my heart, I'm like, Ooh, I wasn't there. I wasn't there for that one. And I truly deeply am at a point where when I do a session for a family, I want to give them what I want for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to put myself in their shoes and say, you know, this is my brand new little baby. This, this is my sweet little family. What do I want? What do I want to be able to look back at? And I have to keep thinking that through sessions so that I am capturing all of it and not just getting swept up into being, you know, so tired because you have your, you know, sixth session of the week and you're exhausted. And so you're just kind of going through the motions. Um, so by slowing down and making my business lower volume, I can do that. I can spend more time with the clients. I can get to know them more. I feel like it helps me give my clients a much higher quality experience. Um, they get an overall gallery that has a lot more variety. And, um, I also really, truly love, um, designing albums. Mm -hmm. Um, nothing makes me happier then at the very end of the process, holding this gorgeous book and being able to flip through and see the story. Like to me, that's like the big, 
that's Christmas morning for me is the clients that go for the album. And you can't sell that if you haven't photographed the right images (laughs) to include in it because it doesn't work. So um, that's how I like to make it happen. I love it. I love that you've got such a cohesive sort of process. And, uh, and I think that that's what we should all be aiming for with like a real goal in mind. Yours is an album. Mine also happens to be an album. I think that that's not an uncommon one because it really is a great end product. Um, (laughs) what better, better way to tell a story than in a book. Right. But, um, but I also wanted to talk to you today because I feel like in the midst of things, in the thick of things, and you alluded to this earlier, it can be really hard, especially if you are in a place where, you know, you're trying to make your business work or it's kind of teetering on the edge. It feels so when somebody calls and says, you know, can I hire you for next Thursday and your week is absolutely booked, but you're like, let me make this work. Let me fit it in. Um, that it's a strong pull and money is an important and real consideration for a lot of people. However, when we were talking before you were, you told me a couple or alluded to a couple of stories. And I want to get into that where you had it brought very front and center for you, why it is super important that we are showing up and giving our whole selves to each and every client and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of our clients. One of the big ways that I have, um, I guess, helped push myself through my hard times, um, the emotional roller coaster, as I've called it, of being Mm -hmm. a self-employed creative, when it gets really, really rough and you hit those lows, how do you keep yourself going? Um, And for me, it was really figuring out why I love what I do so much and why it's so important. Like I feel like our job as a photographer is one of the most important careers that you can have. Um, I really truly believe that when you take images for a family, um, whether in any genre, you know, it doesn't matter whether or not you're, you're photographing newborns or whether or not you're photographing huge life events like weddings, um, or even if it's really just your typical, you know, updated family portrait session for the year. Um, the images, they will last for generations within the family. Um, and when it really came front and center for me and drove home, how important it was, um, it was because I had a client lose a daughter and, um, Oh, I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to cry. Um, but they had been long-term clients and I had photographed them for years and their teenage daughter, um, was, in a tragic car accident and didn't make it. Oh and then I got the phone call that she needed those photos for, um, she needed the photos printed professionally for the funeral. And that's, you know, that's the last session that we did the last photos, her favorite photos. Um, I took them and that's huge. I mean, what an honor to be able, and you don't think about it. I mean, we go through our our day-to-day and, you know, we, how many sessions do you photograph a year, right? You're not worried in the moment that something's going to happen, but then when it does happen, um, it kind of takes you, it takes you aback and it makes you think like every session that I walk into now, I want to give the family 
the most gorgeous images. I want them to be a true representation of their family at this moment in their lives. And I want to make them as beautiful as possible because you just, you never know. Um, so that was the first one that was really, really hard. And then since then, I've had one other client who is, um, has become a dear friend over, I mean, I've been photographing her family for almost since I started. Um, I photographed all her babies and maternity and family. I mean, just for years and years. And, um, she lost her last baby, um, was stillborn. I thought I was getting a phone call cause she was just a, a week early. Right. Um, and as it turns out, she, um, went into labor early and the baby was, was stillborn. Um, and it's, it's heartbreaking to see your clients go through that. Um, and to know that the last images that, you know, they have when they were together and they thought they were going to be, you know, bringing a new baby home, yeah. um, that that's what they have. And I created it for them. It's, yeah. it's an honor. And it just kind of makes you think you need to put your all into every session and you need to make it count and you need to be emotionally well. And like you said, like, are you taking care of yourself? Are you building your business in a way that you are good to go and you can walk into these sessions? I mean, I'll never do a mini mar- a mini session marathon again. Um, throughout the fall, because no, I was not giving my clients my best. And we have such an opportunity every time we pick up our camera. Um, but it's hard, you know, we don't, we aren't always feeling it. It's not easy to, every time you pick up your camera, when you have to go to work to bring the inspiration and to bring your creativity and to give it your all. Um, but if you can find your why, if you can really find the reason that you're doing it and try to take a moment before each session to just kind of have a little Zen moment with yourself, mm-hmm. have a little pep talk for yourself and walk into it. Um, knowing that what you're getting ready to do for this family has so much value. Right. Um, I think that you will set yourself up for success. Hang on guys. I have a quick message for you. Did you know that This Can't Be That Hard isn't the only podcast I host? Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join The Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, you can search for and subscribe to The Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club to sign up. And so with my background as a labor and delivery nurse, I worked in a high risk unit and had several opportunities. Opportunities is a strange word to use there, but several instances where I was working with families who were not in the L and D unit for happy reasons. And, um, and once I was doing more professional photography while I was still working as a nurse, I was doing some volunteer work where I would come back after my shift and help families document 
babies in a similar situation to your second client. And that it really, there is so much gravity there. Obviously when you're in that situation, you know, right. That this is the opportunity to photograph this family as a family. Um, but the, that sort of lingering knowledge that what we do and not to put so much pressure on it. Like if you screw up the session and then like we all flub a session now and again, but, um, but to your point from before, you know, when you say to yourself, I really flubbed this session. If you're showing up as a professional, <laughs> You may not think it's your best work, but for sure, 90% of the people out there are going to see what you have delivered and think it is amazing and beautiful and all those kinds of things. And certainly if the worst, the unthinkable were to happen, those photos, you know, I don't even know. I can't even say how many times they multiply in value and how, you know, absolutely. But the fact of the matter is at some point, everybody dies. And to your, you know, to what you were saying before, we are creating art for not just the people who are buying it from us, but for their children and grandchildren who will look back on these photos a hundred after we're dead too. And, Mm -hmm. um, and those will be important to them. So I, I love your message here. And I think it's a great reminder for all of us. And I, um, and I, really appreciate that what you're saying with all these years of experience under your belt and everything else is that when you are considering things like, am I going to book that extra client? Are you taking that extra work on because you need the extra money because maybe you haven't priced yourself properly to begin with? Because if you're if you've set your prices at a place where you can do the right number of sessions for you, and be comfortable and be profitable, it becomes a lot easier to say no when you exceed that number. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, tell me a little bit about you've, you said, um, and I can't remember, I don't think we were recording. You said that your business model has changed. You've always been at sort of that low volume, but you've, you've managed pricing differently over time. Yeah. I feel very comfortable saying, I think I've tried just about every pricing model. (laughs) Um, (laughs) there's been times where, um, I feel like I started all inclusive mm-hmm. and it was definitely just, uh, you know, shoot and burn and turn them over. And then I started realizing, wait a minute, there's so many beautiful products out there. I want them. I want to sell them. I want to offer them. And so I started offering them just as an add on. And then I switched it over to where I was doing true in-person sales, mm-hmm. um, which was super fun, but such a time suck. Yeah. It was so painful. And my kids are young, um, despite the gray hair. If, if this, if this video ends up airing guys, I have a lot of gray hair and if uh, you can't see it. You have to go, <laughs> you have to go look at Cammy's Instagram. Cause she has the coolest streaks you have ever seen. Thank you so much. Um, but my kids are still young. I have a six-year-old and a 12 year old and I've had them since I started charging since I opened my business. Right. And, um, I, couldn't do it. I couldn't keep up with meeting people for, you know, the prep beforehand and then meeting people for the session and then going back out with all the products. And it was taking tons of time. Um, my husband is amazingly supportive, but he works a ton and, um, and it just didn't work. 
So I took it back to all inclusive and was, you know, super bummed because then I wasn't selling the products I wanted right. to be selling. So um, I just recently started um, using the simple sales system. Thanks to you. Oh, good. And went through the simple sales um, blueprint class. If you guys haven't checked this out, I'm going to plug you. And this was not <laughs> planned before, um, but it's, it's the best of both worlds. Um, to me, I just started it, but so far things are going great. And it's such a happy balance of being able to still give my clients like all the cool parts of in-person sales that I've always loved mm-hmm. um, without killing my schedule and taking tons and tons of time from me. Um, and I can still get the products to them. And um, so far, so good. Good. Well, I'm super curious. We'll have to reconnect in six months or a year. I want, I having come from an in-person sales background myself, one of my biggest fears was really like, am I, is the service piece not going to match up? And are my clients going to feel like I'm leaving them hanging or something? And what had, what thrilled me at the time and what has continued to thrill me is the fact that my clients really like it too. Like it seems like it works for their schedule better. So hopefully you'll have a similar experience. I agree. I think people these days are just busy. You know, we're busy. We have kids. Um, most of my clients are self-employed, right? Everyone's kind of burning the candle at both ends. And I think anytime you can introduce something into your business that makes life easier for your clients and puts the ball in their court, you know, schedule wise and, and makes their life easier. That's mm-hmm. a win-win. So, well, and again, in that whole, like taking care of yourself and making sure that your time is protected so that when you are showing up to photograph, you can give that all your all, um, that really, it made the difference for me. So I'm excited yeah. that it's working for you too. Well, this has been so good. I'm going to, I feel like we have done what we came to do in terms of the mid busy season, like reset in, and like, this is why we do what we do. It is, it is valuable. Take a breath, read a book by the fire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and if you aren't there right now, you know, get through this season and then take some time over the, you know, in the, in the slow season to revisit, like, how can you restructure? I feel like one thing that I have learned in my years of being in business is that it's not, it's always, there's always that like refinement and tweaking. And yeah. Every year, deep down in my heart, I would love to say, Hey, look, I set my business up and now we're just going to roll with it. it. But it's never the case. Yeah. I've changed something in my business every single year. Um, and sometimes it's been hard and frustrating. Sometimes it's been an amazing change. Um, and I've learned from the things that didn't work and I've tried to, um, to really make the changes so that I'm happy. I mean, being self-employed is so hard. We pour our heart and soul into it. Um, I think as creatives, we take everything a bit more personally. We hold on to everything a little more tightly. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to make your business work for you. I mean, if you're going to put the time and pour your heart and soul into having this business, set your hours to be what you want them to be, you know, find the clients that, that you love to work with the genres that you love to photograph and, and make it work for you so that you're not burnt out. 
And then you can keep creating this beautiful art and put it out into the world because that's, you know, that's what we're here for. Amazing. So Cami, tell us where everyone can find you and see photos of your hair. (laughs) (laughs) There's not that many photos of my hair, but, um, my website is luckyfridaystudios.com. Um, and my Instagram is Lucky Friday Studios. And That's I would cool. love it. I would love to see my follow number go up after this. Um, I love making friends in the industry. If there's one thing I've learned, um, you know, the few workshops that I have attended over the course of 12 years, I mean, that's actually only been one in person, but then, oh. you know, a few groups online. Um, when I meet people and I make friends, it's the best thing ever. Um, having that support system and meeting new people um, is really what it's all about. So come find me, say hi, if you actually listened um, all the way through, if you made it past my crying (laughs) and stuck around for the end of this, um, say hi. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, Cammy, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for your time. It's been an honor. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.